Welcome to episode two of Professionals on Purpose with my good friend, Matt Shakir. Matt has been in the finance industry for three years and then moved into the medical device industry for eight years where he consistently smashed his quota, enjoyed life, and was able to use some unconventional methods that we're going to get into on this podcast today. Now he is a professional transformational life and business coach and human optimization specialist. He's also the founder of Awaken Masculine, a men's group out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, in his free time, he likes to connect with like-minded individuals, likes to travel, likes to get out there and see the world. So Matt, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Frankie. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, man. Just knowing you for um, the last, I don't know, I, I feel like it's been seven years or so at this point, maybe not that long, but Feel like i've known you for a long time and every single year you just get better and better as far as your mindset and your growth and what you've been able to teach me now as as my coach one of my coaches as well so excited to have us dive in here so you can help some of the folks listening here awesome i look forward to it perfect yeah so before the show we were talking a lot about resilience in the workplace we we're talking about how to overcome uh, objections, how to overcome fears that might lay up in your mind without leading the witness too much. I'd like to ask you, why are you so passionate about resilience in the workplace? Yeah, I mean, my entire life basically encompasses, you know, constant resilience, coming up with a family that, you know, financially really struggled. Um, you know, that led me down a path of starting a business and being an entrepreneur since I was 11. And then diving into various roles in the corporate world, uh, many of which you mentioned. And I feel like resilience is what allows us to get through these, these trying times. I mean, especially right now in this present moment, there's so many people that are experiencing so much struggle. I mean, there's, there's unemployment rate is, is at a, you know, an unbelievable number and, you know, to be able to fall down and, you know, maybe get let go or maybe get laid off or, you know, companies are downsizing or whatever it is, you have to be able to get back up, you know, and I believe in that, you know, that old adage, like get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. And every time you get back up, get back up so much stronger, so much powerful, you know, because that's what allows us to see our lives and to be able to create what we actually want, you know, resilience. There's a beautiful book called grit that I highly recommend reading, you know, it talks about, you know, how the impact of grit and resilience allows, you know, people that are experiencing whatever it is they're wanting to gain from life at, at a much greater level because it allows you to shift your perspective. It allows you to look at things that maybe have been super challenging and, and reframe those things so you, can, so you can gain so much more from the experience and be you know, what I like to call the victor over the victim of what happened because every human on this planet experiences tragedy and, and challenging. So can you look at everything where it's, it becomes more of a triumph and you can use that power to, you know, that pain to transmute to power. So it's something that I continue to study and, and always am a student of, but also, you know, teach my clients around. And it's something that I've brought into every single role in the corporate world that I've had, you know, since I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. So. Wow. Yeah. What would you tell somebody that is going through some some uh, challenges right now, whether it's trying to find a job, they've had maybe 10 different interviews and they keep getting shut down, or maybe somebody's in sales and they just don't have anybody picking up the phone anymore like they used to, and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna pay their bills. Like, what do you tell those people? I would say every single no 
gets you closer to the yes. So fail fast and fail hard. And if you're not getting, you know, the response you're, you're, you're desiring, start to think creatively, start to think outside of the box. This is how I was able to achieve so much success in the corporate world was I modeled myself after the best of the best. And then I said, how can I bring my own unique flair into this experience so I can really, really crush it and maximize the opportunity in front of me? So I would say, you know, get creative, like, you know, write the handwritten notes, send gifts to the hiring managers, do, you know, obviously without getting in trouble, don't do anything that's legal, but do the things that are going to allow you to separate yourself and bring your own unique gifts into the experience and show people that you're so much different than the pile of, of, you know, resumes that they have. How can you create an experience where that person that receives your resume was, is like, is wowed, you know, like that's, that's how I tune into every single thing that I do in life. How can I be wowed or how can I create an experience that wows somebody, you know? And usually that means just going a little bit, even if it's 1% out of the box, you know, there's, there's so many different ways that we, we can apply for jobs these days, whether it's, you know, on LinkedIn or on any of these sites, Glassdoor, or, you know, but that's what everybody does. So you want to, you know, do you want to do what the 99% are doing or do you want to do what the 1% are doing and really, really blow somebody's mind? You know, the other thing is leverage your network. You know, I, I think a, a lot of us get caught up in, well, we don't know as many people as, or we don't know a hired manager. We don't have relationships with, you know, the higher ups of these executives. But if you start to really tap into your network and go out, you know, three, four five spheres out you know, you can really create an opportunity by creating those connections and deepening those connections. You know, um, my last, you know, suggestion would be go on LinkedIn and, and directly message, you know, pay for the LinkedIn pro if you have to and directly message these hiring managers, you know, do, do the things that most people won't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that could probably translate to people in sales today, right? What would you say to, to somebody who's trying to sell, over and over and over again, and they keep just getting rejected, same kind of message, or would you have somebody different advice for somebody who's in a role today? Yeah, I mean, this is something that you and I recently worked on and something again that I, that I took through every you know, outside sales role that I had was, you know, what can you do that allows you to be in your flow, you know, your zone of genius, what can you do inside of that role where you can get creative, where you can think outside the box, where you can, wow, a potential prospect, you know, yeah. if everybody's, if everybody's hammering the phones all day or sending out emails, can you go on site? Can you show up, you know, and, and do a cold call that, you know, that is something different that nobody else is doing. Obviously, you know, things are, are massively different in the times of COVID. You know, the, the other thing I would say is how can you bring value? You know, if you're, if you're calling out a physician office, if you're in medical sales, like, can you, you know, find something out about that particular doctor or surgeon? And can you, you know, create some kind of unique connection or bring value to them in some way, you know, that doesn't lead with the product? You know, so many people think I need to talk about the features and benefits of a product, but I hate to say it, not many people really care about that. They care about creating and cultivating a connection with the person that wants to bring that product to them. So when you lead with your own unique skills and your own unique, you know, persona, the opportunities become different. 
you know, especially in a time right now where there's a pandemic, you know, the world is completely deconstructing. People crave connection. So how can you bring deep authenticity and, and honesty and transparency and lead with something where you can serve them and bring value to them and then follow up with the product then follow up with how whatever solution you have can support them in saving time and money and whatever else that, you know, whatever else features that, that allow for greater benefits to that, you know, particular organization to that particular prospect, you know, but I feel like, you know, the best way to become really, really good at sales is to create powerful connections and lead with yourself, lead with connection, lead with transparency, lead with creating, you know, value first and impact first, you know, um, because I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, especially salespeople, you know, is, is how do I get that next sale? How do I fill right. my pipeline? How do I get that next commission check? I want to make 20, 50 K next month. Well, that's an energy that you're giving off to the prospect, whether you yeah. know it or not. It's going to yeah. come through on the phone. It's going to come through on the email and nobody wants that because that doesn't feel like they feel cared for and they feel seen and heard and valued, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's something, I mean, I've been in sales my whole career. Sounds like you have too. And that's something that people don't talk about in sales one-on-one training. Like what's your energy that you put off? They tell you how to write a great cold prospecting email. They tell you how to cold call. Maybe if you're lucky, they tell you how to run a good meeting, but they don't tell you what kind of energy you're putting off. And one thing that I love working with you and what I see you do is it's not about the specific details. It's more about how you show up, how you show up as powerful, how you show up as confident, how you show up as I'm here to add value versus what can I get from you? And I think for some reason in sales, that's just like the mindset we wake up with is cool. I got to hit my number. So that means I need to go take from as many places as possible. However, when you shift it from what can I get to what can I give? If you think about it in your own life, like any good human being, like if you're just taking a second to think you are going around saying, I want to give versus I want to take, why does that change in sales though? So my question to you, Matt, is I can hear people in the background and I've asked you this before. Great, Matt. I want to give, I want to add value, but I have a quota to hit. I have a boss who's calling me to tell me to hit my quota this month, this quarter, this year. How do you tell people to trust the process? How do you encourage people to lead with value versus getting short-sighted? Do you have any advice in that arena? Yeah, absolutely. I would say first and foremost, not, not negating that you have a quota and that you have objectives yeah. you have to hit, right? But can you do that from a place of connection and being, you know, again, driving with value first, you know, when, when, you know, the reason why, you know, you mentioned like, why is that, why does it pertain to sales? It's because we've been trained to that, to hustle, right? Mm -hmm. I think we might be the only, one of the only countries in the world where it's hustle, 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 hustle. If you want to make money, hustle. But then that's why so many people are unfulfilled even though they make so much money or they, they lose passion for what they do, it's because they're constantly chasing something outside of themselves, yeah. you know? And what we crave as humans is we crave fulfillment, but fulfillment starts from the inside out. So if you're filling yourself up by driving value, you're going to make so many more sales than you normally would because you're, you're passionate and you're happy about what you're doing instead of just chasing that next commission check and chasing that constant external validation 
that's going to be hard to be happy because you're going to burn yourself out. You're not thinking about yourself first. So this is why something I train all my clients with is, is filling yourself from the, you know, from the inside out and then serving people from that place. Because knowing that we are all energy, what kind of frequency, what kind of energetic you know, frequency do you want to emanate to these clients? Do you want them to feel heard and feel valued and feel cared for? Or do you want them to feel like they're just part of your quota? Because even if they buy from you, and I've read this in a lot of sales books, they will feel like it's a transaction. Yeah. But if you make it feel like an, it's, it's an experience, it shifts the game. And it also deepens the relationship. And guess what? Now they look at you as a confidant instead of just their sales rep, you know? So it's like, you want to go further and farther, make it an experience. If you want to go faster, make it a transaction, you know? Yeah. But what I always say is like transactions are set for going to target, for going to a grocery right. store. <laughs> if you're selling any kind of product, that's, you know, anything over a thousand dollars, any high ticket product, that customer, that prospect should feel like you are going to give them an experience because mm -hmm. they're investing in you. That, yes, they're investing in the company and your solution as well, but they're investing in you. And in turn, you're investing in them. You're investing your time, your resources, your energy. So what kind of, what, you know, what kind of co-creation do you want to have? Because there's one way that you might win faster, but there's one way that you can win further and farther and deeper. And in, the, in a long term, you're going to be a lot more fulfilled doing it. So I think the, you know, the answer is on the table, what you want to do. But again, yeah. we, you know, we, we get caught up in focusing on the quota and focusing on the goals, but who are you being in that process? Who are you being in this pathway? Because this journey matters. The journey matters. The destination is amazing. But if we lose sight of the journey, it's going to be very hard to create a life that you actually love in a, in a, in a, in a role that you actually love. And that's why you see so many salespeople constantly turning over and trying to look for the next job where they can make a little bit more commission or a little bit better benefits. But is that the way you want to live? We have to shift the lens that we're wearing and start to realize that it's so much more important that the way in which we perceive things and the way in which we can feel about what we're doing is what matters most. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've been guilty of it, leaving, leaving jobs to maybe make an extra 10, 20, $30,000 and you get there and you're like, Oh, it's more of the same or it's, you know, my boss isn't good. So I'll go leave and, and go find a new boss. And it's just like, until you work on yourself, like that's where things really make a difference. So I wanted to close the loop on this, on this, com this topic real quick. So what are two practical ways that somebody can start to add value to their sales calls, to their clients, to their prospects today? Yeah. I think the first thing would do would be to do an audit of what you're doing on a daily basis and what, and, and, and really uncovering, really distilling down. What do you love about what you're doing and what maybe you don't love? and find out are there different ways that you can approach what you don't love. You know, um, the second thing would be how can you get creative and do things differently than anybody else out there? You know, the beautiful thing about sales is so many of us are so connected, right? So we, you know, we're, we're reaching out to other sales reps. We're uncovering what our boss might've done when he was in the role, like all of these different things. We have so much access right now, which is really beautiful, especially like from a place like LinkedIn. You know, so even if you want to reach out to a competitor, you know, if this person's a good human, they're going to connect with you and talk to you. So, you know, go out there and ask questions, find out where your competitors are doing, find out what the, you know, your bosses, you know, might've done, find out what the best 
in your organization or in your particular um, you know, business unit are doing? And then how can you do that just a little bit better? How can you do that from a place that you can get creative and you can be yourself, truly be yourself and bring value from that place? Because that's what people want. They want that authentic connection. You know, yeah. they, they want somebody that they're not just buying from. They want to develop a relationship. Even if you're in that role for a year, that's a long time to be able to support somebody. So right. it's like, how, how, how much uh, greater can you make that relationship? And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, people wear the hats of like their company. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're not just your company. You're not right. just your role in your, in your world. Like you're a human being. You have so many different spheres in your life. Like, so how can you bring yourself to this experience? Because that's going to be felt. That's going to be experienced and guaranteed like across the board, this person will buy more from you. hundred percent, man. I mean, kind of embarrassing story about myself, but I was on the sales call one time with, um, you know, my boss and, and one of the executives and I was pretty new in the role still am, but asking questions kind of based on what I had on the left-hand side of my computer that I had already pre-written out. And I was, you know, I had the corporate hat on, wasn't thinking about being a human. And I just asked this very robotic question around, you know, would you see value in that? And it was just the way I delivered it, where it came from, it just like landed in such a weird spot. And luckily the person I asked it to was cool. She was like, yes, Frankie, I would see value in that. And like, we had a really good laugh and like kind of broke some tension, but that's kind of like, I think so many salespeople go to, and I know I've been there time and time again, but the minute you drop the front uh, or the mask or the hat and you're just like, I am who I am at work, at home, that just feels better for yourself and it feels better for the client, for the prospect. But it's, it's so hard to do because you feel like you have to be this professional person uh, all the time and it's really hard to break out of that shell sometimes. So what would you say to somebody that is maybe not, maybe not afraid, maybe not scared. I don't know what the word is, but somebody that is like trying to move towards that, but is a little uncomfortable of like, Oh, what will my boss think? Or what will these prospects think if I mess it up? Like, what would you say to them? Yeah. Well, I would, I would first and foremost say your boss, if you have a great boss, let's put it that way, um, wants you to be happy. So yeah. if you're doing something unique and you're closing the business, they're going to be fine. You don't have to always take the cookie cutter route. And I'm going to share a quick story of one of my roles in medical sales. You know, this guy had been with the company 15 years, was trying to close this big, massive deal in North Carolina. It was, I think, like a seven or $8 million deal. He'd been working on this deal for, I think, two or three years. And then he was getting promoted. And he said, hey, Matt, can you cover my territory too? So I went over there and I literally sat down at a table with the CEO, with the CFO, with the, the head of surgery and all of these big shots. And it's just me. And he turns to me and he goes, this is your meeting. You're, you know, you're going to get the commission. And it was like a $35,000 commission. And I was like, I'm going to close this thing. <laughs> and, and I sat at that table, you know, in the C-suite. And I said, and I looked at, I looked down at the notebook of, of all of the things that he and I had spoken about for like the month prior before this meeting. And I said, how can I show value to them? How can I look at them as just the customer? Cause he had looked at them as like, I need to get this deal closed before I get promoted. And it didn't happen because guess what? He was permeating that energy and he was staring through the box of what he had looked at that customer for so, so long. And I, I said, you missed a big piece. How about taking a look at this part of the business where we're going to save you so much money and we're going to make the entire experience for all your physicians, your nursing staff, your technicians, you know, 
in, in a way that they will actually be happy about what they're doing and it's going to be easier on them on their, on the, in their daily routines, in their daily tasks for their job. And I, and I left that meeting and three days later, I got the PO for the entire deal. That's and awesome. it's like, and it's like, just that alone is a perfect exemplification of bring value, look at things from a different perspective and serve what the customer needs, bring the, you know, the human aspect into the sales experience, being of service first, because guess what? He could have closed that deal. He could have made all of that money and he didn't because he was looking through that same lens where you're blind to the fact that it's not all about you. It's about serving the customer. It's about bringing, you know, a, a unique perspective to the experience so they don't just feel like you're just trying to make money off of them. It's, yeah. it's felt. It's a felt experience. 100%. It sounds like just be, be okay with, with, with allowing yourself to break the to break the mold, to break the rules. You know, my company, we follow this, this uh, medic process where it's basically a qualification process and it's one of the most incredible, helpful things I've ever done, but it's okay to, you know, you don't always have to check one of those boxes off every single meeting. I mean, it's nice to do. And like, that's always the goal, but sometimes it's good just to connect with people and understand like what they're going through for what their personal win was. So it sounds like what you did there, Matt, is instead of how can I get this deal closed? Cause it looks good financially. And like, look at all this money we might save you or you're spending X at your competitor. This is what we can get you. You said, this is how it's going to affect your life. So you can go home and enjoy your family or so you can serve your patients better or your clients or your customers. And it sounds like you went to a personal level versus look at this business dollar that I'm going to help save. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were focused primarily on, the discount they were getting on the capital equipment, but I'm like, look at the service, look at the service that we're giving you and what we're saving on service. And Oh, by the way, we have the best equipment in the world. So it's going to save so much stress and so much time on every single person that touches this equipment from the technician who cleans it all the way up to the physician that's using it on a patient. Like how much time is that going to save you? And in turn, how much time, especially in a, in one of the biggest hospital systems in the country, like that time is so much yeah. money when they're, yeah. when they're, you know, working to get as many procedures as done, you know, done in a day, that's massive. That's monumental. And guess what? We're taking care of the human capital, the, the people that are doing this work and having right. to trudge over these, these, you know, disinfecting of scopes and all of these things. Right. So it's like, yeah, bringing in that personal approach, that's always going to be very different from what other people doing because other people are focused just on the business aspect, but which is important. But again, if you can bring your own unique experience and bring the personal touch in there, that's always going to get you a, a greater experience in that, you know, in closing that particular deal or in general and building a deeper relationship with your prospects and with your clients. So, yeah, absolutely. What I love about this conversation is you're, you've been in medical sales for so long. And my guess is a lot of the listeners on here are going to be in tech sales because that's kind of what my audience and network is, but you can hear yeah. every single similarity between what you're doing in medical, what you're doing in finance versus tech sales or whatever the case is. Like at the end of the day, people just want to have a better work life so they can have a better personal life. And if you can help them get there and like your product is a part of that business conversation, that's going to make you stand out 10 X. So it's cool exactly. to kind of marry the two pieces together. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about, so, go ahead. Sorry. 
No, no, I was going to say the lastly, like no matter what you're selling to, whether it's, you know, tech sales or medical sales or financial sales, all of it's the same because it's selling. Right. And I, and I think again, if you can, if you can bring in your own unique perspective and your own persona and your own, you know, care for the customer and lead with that value, that, that, that service, you're going to have a greater experience as a salesperson, no matter what it is you're selling. You know, yeah. and people want that. I think people crave that the most. So like, continue. Yeah. sorry about that. No, 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 you're good. That's a really good point. I think to wrap this topic up, thinking about how can somebody get more creative if, if they've just been in the, the rut all day long where, you know, we're helping them with this financial piece or whatever the aspect of the business is, how do you suggest somebody to go out and, and think differently about their deal? Because I've heard you know, one of the most important things you can do on yourself or in a business is, is spend time to think like, what would you say to somebody who wants to get outside their, their own yeah. Sort of lane? Uh, yeah, I love that. I would, I would say, you know, go out, get out in nature and start yeah. to think about, you know, what can I do differently? You know, what maybe isn't working? And, you know, lastly, like, how can I bring my own creative touch to this experience, to this particular prospect? You know, because again, we get caught in the same cycle of, we need to do things how everything's been done over and over and over. But we all have gifts of, of getting great ideas. We've just kind of shut that down. So you need to give yourself the opportunity to open that up. So maybe that means going out for a hike and asking yourself these questions. Maybe it means journaling in a quiet place. Maybe it means bringing it into your meditation, you know, and seeing like, how can I really, really bring value to this customer in a way they maybe not have experienced in this, you know, prior, you know, it was one of the things that I did when I, you know, when I got that big promotion in, in medical sales and I went down, you know, down South and was tasked with a, a territory that was closing more business than the entire history of the company in one territory. And they're like, we need you to close this. But I was like, also, where else in the territory hasn't seen a, a rep from my company? Right. And I started, I started creating relationships with all of these other hospitals. And I sold three times the amount that the company had tasked me to sell because I went outside the box because I was like, okay, I'm going to focus three days a week at, at this large health system where there's this big deal is happening. But I have two days of the week that I want to maximize my experience and maximize the opportunity in front of me and do things differently. Go out to these regional hospitals way out in Western North Carolina and go out all the way out West L almost by Atlanta. And I closed the, you know, the biggest conversion deal in the history of that company on top of this massive deal. And it's right. like, the only thing I did was think differently. You know, that's, that's the truth. You know, so many reps had been in that territory and they kept doing the same things, kept going to the big hospitals. It's like, what about everybody else? Where can yeah. you bring value? Where can you, where can you serve others in a way that they've maybe not been and create a different perspective around how you're perceived and how the company's perceived. So you're kind of hitting two massive value points and doing things differently. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy in sales or any job for that matter where, oh man, that's a tough territory or it's the pandemic, like no one's picking up the phone or my boss is grinding me this week, whatever the case is. And then you just go, if you're not careful, you'll have your teammates saying that to you and then you'll start to believe it and you'll start to just accept that as a fact, right? And my guess is that every single person before you was kind of told that mindset before they got in there. And then you refused to, when you got into that territory, you refused to have that mindset. So let's talk a little bit about uh, belief and how you can mm -hmm. 
walk into a territory or if you've been in a company for 20 years or if you're a leader and been a leader for you know 20 years there too how can you shift your belief if it's been so ingrained in you day in and day out how do you have some powerful ways to rearrange your mindset so that you can start to have those creative ideas and close three times what normal is for you yeah yeah great question um i would say you know doing the inner work right we don't have to dive down this big rabbit hole but how can you create a state change tony robbins talks a lot about this he's built an entire brand for the last 41 years on state on getting into state and shifting into a different state and you know for me my own practices are breath work and meditation and and movement you know these three things and if you can do things differently and what i like to call a state change is like a pattern disruption and a lot of the big personal development uh, people right now in the world are talking about creating pattern disruptions. You know, for me, it's like now as an entrepreneur, I came out to Moab, Utah this whole week just right. because I wanted to shift my environment. So yep. shift, shift your environment, you know, do powerful breath work. You can find all of this stuff all over YouTube, you know, like get in a, in a new state and then operate from that place, you know, because I think, you know, so many of us, and I was, I was guilty of this as well, where we're kind of on the same path where every single day is the same. So how can you change that? How can you change it within the context of what you're allowed to? Like if you have a territory, you're not going to go outside that territory, but how can you do things maybe just a little bit different? Maybe it means some self-care. Maybe it means taking an entire day and getting outside in nature and maybe going mountain biking or doing something different, something that kind of fills you up and then going from that place, you know, instead of, you know, this constant workaholic, you know, working five days a week and thinking about work on the weekends, and you never have space to create that opportunity where the unknown can drop in, you know? So I think the, the, the best thing that people can do is carve out time to fill your own cup. You know, you live in California, so you can go surfing yeah. on a Thursday night, or you can get outside and take a sunshine walk in the middle of the day, you know? do things differently. For me, when I used to, cause I do, used to do two to four nights a week, uh, you know, on the road, I would say, okay, like I want to find a gym, but I also want to like, where's the best hiking in this area? Yeah. What are the best, what are the best restaurants? Like, how can I get outside and explore the local community? You know, and, and by doing that, not only did I fill my own cup, but I was also able to show up so much more powerfully when I went into work right. because I wasn't just thinking that, oh, this is a work trip, you yeah. know? It's again, like you can shift the lens of what you're wearing. How can you do it a little bit differently? How can you do it from a place where you are filled up first? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about <clears throat> the, uh, the travel life for a little bit. I mean, I don't know if people are going to be listening to this at some point when it's back to normal, but currently there's a pandemic going on and no one's traveling. But I do remember when I was, um, you know, traveling a lot for work every single week on an, in a new city, what I used to love is what you said is go and find a gym go and find a, a place to go walk or run or go to a really cool restaurant, eat some really healthy food. But for me, it was about connection, like meeting new people. Even if you're an introvert, even if you're an extrovert, like having the time to meet new people, whether it be at the gym or at the hotel, but just getting out of your own way, because I guess, especially now too, if you know, if you don't have roommates or, or a significant other, it could get pretty lonely working from home. So I just think having that connection and being around others is so critical. Would you agree with that? I would agree hundred percent, you know, cause I still talk to some of my friends. They're still in those medical sales roles. And like, 
it's they're exhausted they're, yeah. they're 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 unhappy they're they're making a lot of money so they don't they don't leave those roles but you know doing the same thing sleeping in the same hotel beds eating in the same hotel food like that's not conducive to filling you up it's not right. conducive to be happy in what you're doing on a daily basis and i i think that's there's that's why there's so many issues and concerns right now with mental health because even if you have a lot of money if you're not taking care of yourself, whether it be physically going to the gym and exercising or getting out for a run or a hike or not eating healthy or eating, you know, steaks every night and, and drinking wine and drinking yeah. beer, like, and not, and not utilizing your, your, you know, your, your body and your mind to do things differently to take care of you. It's, it's, it's again, you're, you're, you're climbing a constant uphill battle that you're probably very unlikely to win. So I think even right now with COVID going on with this pandemic, you know, I'm in Moab right now. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I've traveled, you know, I've, I've gone to little immersive experiences with, with other men's groups that I'm involved in, you know, like be mindful, obviously take care of yourself, but at the same time, also, you know, do things differently. If, if, if you don't want to, to, to buy into sitting at home all day and that doesn't feel good, get out in nature. You know, yeah. every, every one of us lives in a place where there's trails, walking trails, hiking mountains, wherever you live, take advantage of what's around you that maybe you've not taken advantage of before, you yeah. know? So, and I think that, I think that's something that will help us get through these, these very trying times, no matter when, you know, your, your listeners listen to this podcast at the end of the day, nothing is shut down except if you let it, right. You have a permission slip to give yourself to go outside, go for runs, start a new hobby, pick up a new passion, maybe train your body in a different way. Like none of that is ever going to change. So maybe it just means maybe you have to just do something different and maybe it means making yourself a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly where the growth is. So. Yeah. What would you say for somebody who's like been doing the same thing over and over again? And you know, last night, for example, I, it's a very specific example. I was staring at the computer screen, trying to get work done and you know, when you get in this place where you're just staring and staring and staring, you can feel like your brain is literally about to explode. Yeah. I didn't want to go leave this, leave my work spot because I had so much to do, but I needed to get out. So I went and took an hour break and went surfing at, I think it was like 4.30 or so. I came back and felt recharged. So anybody can do that, right? So thinking about people who have been in the same routine and they don't want to get uncomfortable, I mean what would, what nudge would you say to them? Or like, what would be something you would suggest that they would just go out and do it? Like, what would you tell somebody like that? I would say, stop focusing on what you're going to lose, whether it be time at your laptop or another email and think about what you can gain. You know, I mean, for me, it was, you know, Monday, I felt very kind of stir, stirred up and just very, a lot of tension in, in Denver. There's a lot of things going on right now with the pandemic, a ton of fear, um, and I was like, you know what, I just want to get outside. And I asked a friend of mine if she wanted to join me to go out to Moab. And this whole entire week was one of the best weeks I've had this year. You know, yeah. I, I, I closed more clients for my group. I felt great. I, you know, I, we went for a beautiful sunset hike last night. We woke up and did a sunrise hike at the Arches National Park. Like, and guess what? I filled my own cup. I'm so recharged. And I started building a course that I was having so much resistance towards last week when I was in Denver. So, you know, honor what it is that you need, you know, you will get intuitive hits of like, you know what, I should probably get outside and go for a walk. Listen to that. That's, yeah. that's, that's that voice in your head that says, 
you should probably take some space or maybe go for a walk or go surfing for an hour, or, you know, maybe drive four hours to a, a beautiful town that has tons of adventure. Do those things because that's what we really, really need. You know, that's that, that, the, not the, the egoic voice, but the voice that says, wow, that's an intuitive, that's a gut check. A gut is saying, I should probably do this. Like, listen to that because that's going to give you the gift of what you absolutely need. And in turn, it's going to recharge you and help you approach that next thing so much more powerfully, so much more creatively. And again, you're filling your own cup. Like I keep heart, you know, I keep, you know, hitting this point, but it's so important to fill your own cup because that's going to be the place that when you serve from there, you're going to show up in a way that you're going to be able to close more deals, make more money, you know, hit that, that quota and hit it from a place where you actually feel good. And you're not like, Oh, I got my quota this month, but man, I've worked 14 hour days for the last seven days. And I just, I'm done. I'm done. And I can't even tell you how many of those conversations I've had, you know, in, in all of the roles that I was in where, you know, we're on this, like this sprint for like the last quarter of the year. And so many people, it's like, when's the last time you took a vacation? When's yeah. the last time you, you took your wife out for a date? And mm -hmm. like, it was, it was non-existent. You can see it in their faces. You can see how unhappy they were. And it's like, okay, you might've made a million dollars the last year or whatever, but you're miserable. So what does that money, what value does that money have if you can't even spend it and use it to do something that you enjoy? You know, yeah, man. That you, you can have both. So true. Yeah. You can have both. Absolutely. What's a, uh, what's a question that you, you wish I had asked you, what do you think somebody needs to hear right now? Great, great question. Um, let's bring purpose into this. You know, what value does having purpose in life um, give your, your life, give your human experience? I think is a great question. How does somebody find what their purpose is, even if it's, not quitting their job and running off and traveling the world uh, as an Instagram model, but how can they enjoy, <laughs> you know, their life in sales right now and actually enjoy doing something on purpose within their career? What would you yeah. tell somebody? Well, I would first say, go get the book, the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Cause he talks about, you know, zone of genius versus zone of excellence. You don't have to be doing, you know, I believe there's so much purpose in life, but I also believe that we can infuse purpose into every single, single thing that we do. You know, like whether it's your relationship with your partner, whether it's your passion, whether it's your, your job that you currently have, even if you don't love, you can always bring purpose into that. And how you bring purpose into that is you bring your presence, be present with what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. You know, be really present because when we're present, we don't have time to think about the thoughts of like, we don't love what we're doing or we're living in the future and creating, you know, creating anxiety or we're living in the past and we're creating depression. Like when you are present and fully enveloped in the experience, you can make anything possess purpose. So I think, you know, for me, you know, shift that lens, identify how can you bring more purpose into every single thing that we, what, that you're doing. And in, in doing that, you, I will guarantee every listener on this call will have a much happier life, a much happier life. And they'll be way more invested into what they're doing, even if it isn't their life's mission. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can, you can contribute, you can add value, you can do whatever your zone of genius is within your workplace. You don't have to wait till you're running a, a multi-billion dollar company or like I said, traveling the world, you can do it right here, right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all about just, just being unique and thinking differently and bringing our own authentic self into the present moment. Like that's yeah. what matters.
So two last two questions as we wrap up here, Matt, how can people get connected with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing and how they can get plugged in? Yeah. I mean, I'm currently building a new website, but right now awakenmomentum.com is my, is my website. It talks a lot about my story. talks about what, you know, what services I offer. Um, I'm also really active on Instagram at Matthew Shakir, S-H-A-K-I-R. Those are probably the two best, two best places to find me. Um, also, you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook, Matt Shakir, S-H-A, again, S-H-A-K-I-R. Um, I'm pretty active on all the communities. I would say Instagram and Facebook are probably the ones I spend the most time on, but I do go on, I do on, go, go on LinkedIn once or twice a week. So, um, but yeah, that, that's a great place and I love connecting with new people. So highly encourage that. That's awesome. Uh, and then last question here, we kind of touched on it, but how do you define what living a life on purpose is? If you had to sum it up with, your definition, and then one to two action items somebody can take, what would your answer be to that? Yeah, I would, great question. I would say, first and foremost, be intentional. Be in, intentional about every single thing that you do. You know, um, what I would also say is, is identify really where you want to go. You know, what do you want to create of your life? You know, there's, there's a famous term, legacy. You know, what do you want to leave behind? I think that's a great question. I think a lot of people don't want to think about their, their end of life, but you know, I've been told by a lot of famous teachers and healers and, and, and coaches that when you start to think about exactly what you want to do in your life and then you start to, to charge towards those things relentlessly, that's how you create a life of purpose. You know, I feel like there's so, you know, there, there, there's so many people that just settle for something that they don't want to do because they lose that belief that they can do what they actually desire doing. And I would say, don't give up, don't give up, like chase your dreams because they're real. You were given those dreams for a reason. So, you know, be relentless about your pursuit towards what you want to create, because that's what's going to allow you to enjoy every single moment along the way, even through the challenges love the challenges, love the, the tragedy as well as you love the triumph, that all of these things will allow you to live a life on purpose. Amazing. Thank you, Matt. Always enjoyed talking to you. I definitely thank got you. a lot out of it and I hope the listeners did as well. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much, Frankie. Have a, have a great one. You too, brother. We'll talk soon.